Somebody date us cause we're getting really lonely Is it our personalities where we just had the homely? You swipe left then I swipe right Sitting on my couch at night Hoping that I get a match only to be ghosted fast When you're the only one still single Hey baby, can I get your number? Um, no So you write this stupid jingle To say somebody please date us Welcome back to another episode of Somebody Date Us. It's Asal. It's Lauren. And it's Carly. And I want to know why you guys should be single starting with Lauren. Ooh, okay. Well, um, currently I'm up north at my sister's house. And to get here, I had to drive. And I literally don't think I've driven in like two to three years. Um, so me trying to navigate us out of the city of Toronto was very stressful. Like I used to be very, like not an aggressive driver, but like I could handle myself in Toronto. But like, obviously, like I didn't have any time to like ease back into driving. It was just like, here you go. And like, let's throw you onto like the gardener. And like, um, Arnold was trying to do a really good job of like helping navigate me. But I just, every time I had to like change lanes or merge, I would like slow down, which is like not at all what you're supposed to do. No. And like, <laughs> so I almost killed us like three times, but he was very oh. patient and a good teacher. But I don't think he was like really anticipating me being that bad. But to be fair, <laughs> since leaving Toronto, I have warmed up to driving again. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I should be single because I um, almost killed Arnold. <laughs> oh my oh, goodness. Right. Well, I'm happy you guys are safe and you made it. <laughs> That's fine. Um, Estelle, what about you, girl? Uh, so my hair, like I shed a lot. And so I always like put my hair in like the toilet bowl and I don't flush it. So like throughout the day, I kind of like, <laughs> um, so, Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> You guys are lucky. So when you guys would come over, I'd like flush it. So there's like no hair in the toilet. But JB, on the other hand, he's not so lucky. Like every time he's over, there's like so much hair in the toilet. Yeah. Um, and I just, I don't know why. I just, I do not throw it in the garbage. I just always put it in the toilet bowl. I know that's bad. And my toilet will one day probably get clogged. But um, yeah. And every time it goes in the bathroom, he's like, oh God, like why is it <laughs> in the bowl? Like what is going like on? A creature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he like pretend gags every time. It might be a real gag. I don't know, but. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh my gosh, guys. We talk about our like hair loss quite frequently. <laughs> yeah. In our wire and, like uh, Rogaine sponsor us. <laughs> That's Rogaine. Right. It's like it's a like propecia, for like for, yeah. Uh, they have rogue uh, for women too, though. Oh. Really? Yeah. Huh. <laughs> mm. awesome. Okay, well. Why should you be single? <clears throat> yeah, so why should be single? Oh, guys, honestly, because I am just, like, so wishy-washy and back and forth with relationships. Like, I don't know, like, I already, we already know that I have, like, psychological issues, apparently. But, like, straight up, like, so I haven't like, you guys know, but like people who listen, like, you know, I've kind of been like chit-chatting with like doing like a, it's not even a relationship, but it's like a long distance thing. Like it's, I don't know what else to call it, but it's like a long distance, whatever it might be. And it's going on for like over a year. And I am just I, like, I, it, it, it's hard because when you can't actually like see each other, especially now, like, like with the pandemic, like nobody's traveling anywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So, um, that is like really put a damper on things. And like, I have found that I'm the type of person that I'm getting to the point where like, I need more attention and not like, look at me, look at me. It's just, I definitely need to be, I just need to be made, uh, made to feel, be felt, you want to feel special. I want to be special. Especially especially when it's long distance, like you need that even more because you're not seeing that person and it's, yeah, you need it more. I need it more. And so um, I did a thing and I downloaded Bumble, but I didn't just download Bumble again. I actually paid for it. Oh, so I got the paid, the paid is called like the beeline or something. And the cool thing about it is it allows you to see who's already swiped on right on you like ahead of time. So literally you'll have like 50 plus matches. You can just go through and go yes or no. Yes or no. I love it because if you're really busy and you don't have time, like when you, cause you know, as soon as you swipe, you only have 24 hours, but you're able to like kind of pick and choose when you're ready to talk to that person. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other, and the thing is too, like, uh, with the beeline, I believe you also get, you can extend multiple people for a net for 24 hours. So it's like 13 bucks a week. I'm only going to try it for the first week just to kind of like see. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But guys, like, I don't know if it's because like I'm putting out this like new type of energy or what it is. But honestly, like I'm having a lot of fun. Like I'm talking to a few people right now, like all day. There's one guy and I have just been like back and forth. Now, granted, you know, like this is just like, we're just chit-chatting, but it just feels so good. Like, and I miss that. And like, and, but I'm kind of, so but I'm kind of like, like torn because then I feel bad about this other person but it's like I don't at the end of the day there aren't any like we're not anything like yeah so it's kind of like whatever and like if you were to do the same I wouldn't I wouldn't have a problem with that because I have absolutely no right to Mm -hmm. but it's just one of those things where you know I need something more and I had to go elsewhere for it like I feel yeah no that's totally but you're not that's no, totally I'm not happy you did that because yeah, you can't like put life on hold for this person or like relationships on hold because of like yeah. what might happen with this person that like, like you said, you guys aren't anything. So mm-hmm. I'm really excited mm-hmm. to hear more about like you your adventures. You guys tune in straight up, get tune in next week. Cause like, I'm not even kidding you. Like I'm planning so many dates this weekend. Yeah. I'll, like, oh, I'll, I'll literally... I'll literally have a lineup at the park and I'll be like, I'm like, okay, date's over. I'll like move to a different area of the park. And like, no, I love that. You better be serious. And like dating, serious. dating right now is so cheap because like, where are you going to go? Like exactly. you're, like, you're right? going to go somewhere you can be distant from them because they're yeah. a stranger. So like, it's always and BYOB. Yeah. yeah. BYOB, like we'll bring a little some snack, our own picnic blankets and it's kind of yeah. nice. And then like, there's like, really it's just it's i think in in that environment there's no one around who can like hear you depending on like which like where you choose to meet up mm-hmm. so i'm looking forward to it so guys stay tuned for next week hopefully i'll come back with a dating story because i know we haven't had one in a really long time and i think we would be really cool to experience one like during covid so yeah i'm curious <laughs> too so stay tuned y'all like the anticipation for next week's episode now <laughs> where know, do we I go from know. here <laughs> i'm so excited well i know where we can go lauren why don't you give us uh, okay. give our listeners a little tidbit about what this episode's about well we're gonna go around the world guys <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. around the world okay. around, around the world, world. <laughs> okay so a few weeks ago we were chatting about like old school dating traditions which was fun Um, And in researching for that episode, we like found a ton of interesting stuff around like dating traditions um, 
and relationships in other parts of the world that are very different than what we do in North America. Um, so like obviously a disclaimer, we aren't experts in any of the cultures or places we're going to discuss. This is just stuff we found online. Yeah. So, so some um, of it could be like generalizations, but like, yeah, exactly. I know that a lot of these, not every single person in these cultures practice these things, but, um, we just wanted to like kind of chat about some interesting things we found, um, that are different than what we're used to here in good old Canada. So uh, to kick things off, I know Carly, I know you told, you watched this and I watched this. I don't know if anyone else did, but there was this mm-hmm. docu-series on Netflix called Sex and Love Around the World. Um, and it kind of highlights different specific cities and countries and like their, what dating is like in those cultures. And I thought like some episodes were super interesting. So I thought we could kind of start there. Um, if you had anything that like stood out from watching those episodes. Yeah. So like a full disclosure, I mean, I watched this like, like a year ago, like when it yeah, first came out, know, because, yeah. because the woman, the woman who, uh, who, the woman who hosts the show, she's awesome. And I'm a huge fan of hers. Um, Christian Amanpour, if you don't know about the show, but yeah, so love, sex and love around the world. They go to places like a, a, a from all corners, but, um, I don't know what was the, the most unique one. I think, I think Beirut for me, um, Beirut was the hardest one and the most difficult one to watch because, um, it really painted a picture of what women's rights look like there and current day and, uh, and like current day, like present, Mm -hmm. like what the situation is for them, what ends up happening when they find themselves in a marriage that is no longer working for them or their partner. The woman really get the shit and stick of the deal. And she focused a lot on that, um, the single, the single woman who was unable to spend time with her child, uh, because, you know, the men get, they, they have the money, they have the say, they have the fancy lawyers and all that shit. So that one definitely, um, hit the hardest, but it was, but I, and I don't want to go into too many details on that one, because like I said, it's been a while and I don't want to say anything just that way. But definitely like watch that show on Netflix. Um, they also went to New Delhi. So that one is really interesting because that is kind of like the birthplace of like the Kama Sutra, which I, I low-key forgot about. Yeah, that's true. And what is like coin that to be the place it comes from <laughs> right Wait, and i forgot think, it was the birthplace of the kama sutra or just forgot about kama sutra as a whole both let's say both okay fine. um <laughs> no well because you know I, I think you know when i think of kama sutra i think most people like our age are like oh sting probably right <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe not but it's just like it's well, not he was something like, that he was, like, like he was like tantric sex right so yeah, same difference maybe. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but it was just but it was just so interesting to see how like that culture went from being so open and able like and so down to just like explore and give to one another one another from a sexual perspective like from a sexual standpoint how everything mm. was just so so easy and so fluid uh, and then kind of bringing it back to modern day it's like while there is still that still part of their culture, it very much is no longer at the front of it. And instead you're kind of behind a little bit more like restrictive walls. So it's just, it's just crazy to see how like kind of the timeline of events and how this one like super sexy kind of like vibe and culture is now more like no PDA in public, like you know, arranged marriages, like, yeah. you know, and it, cause they definitely do explore arranged marriages right Lauren in there too yeah. and and honestly like you know what at the end of the day I really truly think like I I'm, I do not hate on arranged marriages I think that you know 
Um, you hear plenty of great stories, success stories about mm -hmm. people just making it work. Um, and then you also hear the, the other side where people are very unhappy. It wasn't their choice. And, um, but yeah, I don't know. Sorry, Lauren. I'm like, totally like no, no, anything you want to add to that no i was just gonna say something about india like um on the like arranged marriage front and i think they also kind of talk about it as well like in that um episode but just like how like in that culture you're just kind of raised to just not really talk to the opposite sex like i remember when i went to india like our tour guide told us that when he first became a tour guide like and most of the people that go on tours in India are women because they just don't feel safe traveling there alone. So our whole tour group was girls, except for like one guy. And like he was saying, he's like, the first time I ever ran a tour and like my whole tour group was women, he's like, I froze. He's like, like he, cause he had never talked to women before other than his like family. Like he's like, cause that's why would, and I was like, really? You like never had friends that were women? And he's like, no. He's like, why would I talk to women? Like, what's the point? Like, really, they're going to just set me up with someone. So like, there's not really a point of like trying to like pursue women in any way. And I was like, very interesting to like, think about, like, I never thought about that. And then like having to go into a job where you're like chatting, like, and keeping women safe every day, it must just be like such like a bizarre, like, like adjustment. Right. Um, but they did talk about it on that episode as well as like how Tinder is a thing there, which I thought was kind of surprising. Um, but how it kind of gives women power that are on Tinder and like a bit more modern because, um, there's so many men on it, but like very few women, because like, that's just not what they're like. They would mm -hmm. be seen as like a, a taboo to be on Tinder. Right. So there's like less women. So like women have like so many options where men have such little options. And I think that's interesting. <laughs> um, and there was like another episode too on Tokyo, which I didn't know this. And obviously this is a generalization, but like they talked a lot about there being a lot of like sexless marriages and relationships in Tokyo. Hmm. It's like Why? a sexless culture. I don't like, they just like, they don't really once you have like, you just get married and you have a family and you focus on like your children and stuff and you don't really focus, your focus isn't on like being intimate or like your personal pleasure or um, like you don't, they're not very open about talking about sex or um, like even in like some families, like mothers are like, it's a tradition for like moms to sleep with their children. Like they don't sleep with their husbands. Like mm. it's just, um, obviously this is like, there's a lot of modern of course, people living I mean, in Tokyo as well. Yeah, but, it depends on the um, areas, but they are very like marriage conscious, like from the get go. Like when it comes mm -hmm. to dating, it's just like if yes. you're going to date, it's like we're doing it in progression to getting married and then having mm -hmm. a family and babies and everything like that. So, yeah. I well, yeah, and Lauren, I think they also have their. It's almost like um, a dating or marriage fair. Do you remember this part where yeah. they basically um, they have these like posters or flyers? I think and, this was in China, but like somewhere like I don't know it was somewhere else but like yeah I know it was it, one of those I can't remember exactly what episode Shanghai Shanghai yeah okay it's a sh sh Shanghai episode and or, so sorry totally stemming off of like the Tokyo one yeah. but they have basically mothers who had uh like sons and daughters or either or I can't remember who were un still unmarried um they would create like a little flyer a little poster and they post them around um, and they would have things like, like personal information, like what they, like they'd have a photo and they kind of like height, weight, like they really break shit down in here. And yeah. like, people could look at that and it's kind of like, oh, take a number, like or whatever. Like it was just so bizarre. And like, 
these are like mothers doing this for their children. And they said that like most of these kids like don't know that like their moms None. are out here doing this. They just like, that's what their culture is. Like they would want you to get yeah. married and that's what they see as successful. So is that if you have a kid that maybe is like very accomplished and independent, it's like, oh God, but he's still not married or he's still not married. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I thought that was very interesting too. <laughs> what about some of the other traditions you guys have like stumbled upon or things about different cultures? Um, I found a couple. Um, my sources are metro.co.uk and globalcitizen.org. Okay. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. Very official. <laughs> um, so in old tradition in Austria, women would put apples um, in like, under their armpits and they perform like a special dance for men. Uh, and then they would give the sweaty bits of fruit to the guy they fancied and if the feeling was mutual, the guy would eat that piece of fruit. I read this one too. Is that interesting? Yeah, so interesting. <laughs> Mike, would you eat a piece of sweaty armpit apple for the girl of your dreams? Oh man, it, it, like I guess. <laughs> I guess. Like I don't know, man. It would have to be like Shay Mitchell or someone like that. Like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's a really Last night we were watching, JP and I um, and his roommate, we were watching John Wick 3, and there's a part where Halle Berry, I don't know if you guys have seen it, um, drinks water and then spits the water back into the water bottle. Yeah, I was about to say Halle Berry, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like those, like, select few celebrity untouchable people. (laughs) I'll say, if anything, North American men will do stupid stuff for... Yeah, people that we're attracted to. So, like, yeah, you'll totally drink Halle Berry's backwash water. But, like, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, this one was really interesting. Um, so, every year since 1992, um, competitors from all over the world would sling their spouse or their partner over their shoulders to partake in this um, championship thing called Wife Caring World Championships in Finland. And so- <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining like the, the advertiser for that. Like, what yeah. period in 2019? <laughs> so the partner or spouse hangs upside down with their legs around the other's shoulders, holding onto the waist. And the objective is to get through this um, course in record time. And then the prize, um, so if they win, they get to drink their partner's weight in beer. So they win oh. beer. <laughs> I thought oh, that was- I've been living in the wrong place. Yeah, I mean, I would partners wait in beer. I wonder if you get it all in like one night or if they're like, here's a keg. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have questions. Other ones too, but like, what about you guys? Uh, well, one that like I read about, if like from Scotland, so like their equivalent of like a bridal shower. And I mean, I don't know if like people still do this regularly or not, but um, so like on the night before a wedding, um, the very unlucky, unlucky groom and bride to be are pelted with rotten eggs, um, soot and flour, and flour. Um, and then they are paraded through the streets, dragging all sorts of disgusting bits behind them. But why? Um, this ritual is performed with great gusto and is believed this hu- humiliation early on will pre- better prepare them for their married life and the challenges they'll go through. That was Scotland, you said, right? Yeah. I've heard about this. Do you think people still do it? Maybe at very traditional weddings? 
I'm gonna have, you know, I'm gonna have to ask uh, one of my friends. Her friend got married in Scotland. She's from uh-huh. Scotland, like last year. I'm going to inquire about it because, yeah, I think it's called. It has like a, like a very, a name that probably should be switched, but it's, I think it's, it was called like blackening the bride or something. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it's called. <laughs> it's like fucked up. It's straight up. So I we we need to dig more into that one. Uh-huh. I'm not sure. <laughs> Okay, this one, um, so in the 19th century, this goes way back, they do not do this anymore, (laughs) but um, some Taiwanese would seduce their lovers with a severed head, so men returning from battle would pick up decapitated heads off those that were, like, already dead as their token of love, um, and if their date was interested, she would accept the severed head. That's some medieval shit. Oh, yeah, I love that. that's very, like, medieval. <laughs> I wonder what they would do, like, hang it on the wall. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> that's like, awesome. Guys, oh, hey, babe, look what I got. <laughs> I brought you Johnny gave me... <laughs> Johnny... Can you just imagine, like, Johnny gave me a head last night. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I got some mad head last night. It was crazy. <laughs> it was wild. It, it definitely went through a battle of some sort. Or, like, the um, guys looking out for each other. Hey, man, I got two heads. You got a head? Here, here. <laughs> I got this one, too. So, in Fiji... Yeah. Um, it w- it's a common tradition to present the woman's father with a tabua, which is a whale's tooth, cool. um, before he even considers the suitor um, uh, for his daughter's hand in marriage, which means that the man has to actually dive into the ocean. I was going to say, where do they get the tooth from? Yeah, they have to actually like fight a whale and get a whale tooth. So no one gets married there, basically. <laughs> well, no, it's that's it's fake. modern now. Now there's like a guy up around the corner that's selling yeah. it. Probably. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fake tea. Yeah. Um, one story that like this, my tour guide when I was in Morocco actually told me this story, and I thought it was really like crazy. Um, but I think they still do this today, or like really traditional families still do. Um, but like in, I mean, just like a lot of cultures, like in Morocco, um, being a virgin is like very important important um, when you get married and so on their wedding night it's like a big event for your like cherry to get popped um so it like she he was telling me that like your family will wait outside the room um for you and the groom to like go in and like get down and dirty and then they'll, they'll wait for you to come out of the room with proof of like the hymen breaking aka like bloody sheets yeah um and then so i asked him i'm like well like since like it's normal for a girl to time in to break in many other circumstances that aren't related to sex like what do they do if it doesn't break like you're just going to be shunned even though you may be a virgin and he was like well if you have a really good husband you'll he'll have brought like chicken blood or something to like just uh, use as, like a disguise yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, they just like wait outside the room like patiently and then like once you come out, it's like a party. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's like, crazy. Can you imagine that being your wedding night? Yeah. Can you imagine we had nope. that here? Like you walk out, you're just like, I smashed. You're like yeah. high-fiving Yay! your mom and your parents and so yeah, like, that. <laughs> like that's still a thing. Like I've heard that in some other cultures too. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. that still happens. Ooh. Like, so interesting. It's crazy. Yo, that is that is crazy. Um, have you guys heard of fat farms in West Africa? Yeah, so I was kind of reading about this, but, too, but explain it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So basically, they are these fat farms in West Africa, and that's where they send young girls who are looking to get married. Um, and there, they actually just like, fatten them up. Like, that's literally what it was. They eat copious amounts of, like, couscous, um, like, so much milk, like, all the milk. And the whole point is to make them look, like, really healthy so that they're more appealing and attractive mm-hmm. to potential suitors. Um, I don't know how long they stay there for, I guess, until like they reach like a certain like weight or like they look a certain way. Um, but this is something that they do. And I do, it's not like everybody gets to do this. I think this is something that families in like higher prestige do like to like, you know, like be like, okay, like go, go get fat, come back. It's so, in- again. <laughs> it's so interesting too, like in Africa, like obviously in North America, it's so like based around being like, thin and fit uh-huh. and like in Africa it's like we want you to be like curvy and like thick and like yeah. which is like so different well being bigger um is like seen as like you're rich and important like even mm. way way back in like the 20th century like yeah yeah like it's it's like the better you were the wealthier well. you were yeah yeah, yeah for sure uh, so there's one that, okay, guys, this one has always stuck with me for the longest time. And I used to be a huge fan of Vice. Remember Vice back in the day? Like, I'm, I know it's still a thing. Yeah. But they used to release all of these, like, really interesting videos. And one I watched, it was about bride kidnapping or bride napping. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is yeah, that? So I, so I don't know if you've heard of it. But basically, it's when, um, and so just to kind of go back, what is it? So, um it's it's happens in certain cultures so armenia ethiopia south africa kazakhstan but most predominantly it happens in like those central asian countries so kyrgyzstan is what i'm going to focus on today because that's the one that was the country that was first introduced to this idea Mm -hmm. Uh, but it's but basically what they do is they a man will kidnap a woman that they want to marry they'll bring them back to his house where they will basically pressure her into marriage and be like marry me marry me marry me whatever they have to say to convince her the woman would then write a letter of consent if he got to her enough she'd write a letter of consent she'd wear like a marriage scarf and that would be it um what ends up happening though a lot of times is you get people who um who get kidnapped but um a lot of the people that they're kidnappers they actually rape the woman um and they do this because once that happens, that woman is no longer a virgin. And to go back to her family mm. with that shame, it's another way to deter them, right? That's so diabolical. It's really fucking twisted, guys. Crazy. It's really crazy. So um, women who do resist, because obviously, I mean, you're going to have some like ladies in there who are like, not mm-hmm. me. Um, yeah. Those women who fight back and retaliate and get out, they're often seen as being problematic, um, dysfunctional, uh, which makes them appear a lot less attractive to potential suitor, other suitors. So and you can't really win, right? Yeah. Um, but the, an interesting stat, so I, in Kyrgyzstan, one, I think it's one in 10 women will actually undergo bride napping. That's not. And it's, it's, a little, it's a little wild. And I mean, these, so I think it was in, or no, so it was one in, so actually, let me rephrase that stat. So, uh, one in 10 women in Kyrgyzstan are married before the age of 18. And so what they had, they knew that this was a problem in their country. And so what they've actually started doing is outlawing certain things. So um, bride napping has technically been outlawed since 2013 and child marriage has also been 
right? Uh, and child marriage has been banned since only 2016, guys. Where That's is That's four this? years ago. Where Kyrgyzstan, is but where is Central that? Asia. Okay. Um, it's just chilling with all the other stands, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's I didn't know of like what part of the. <laughs> yeah, you have like Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, um, Kazakhstan. Yeah, and it's just like there. But yeah, it's just it really is truly crazy. Um, but people and like people don't really realize that like, um, these women like these traditions that keep on happening. And granted, this is mostly in like more of the rural communities mm-hmm. in Kyrgyzstan mm-hmm. um, that is happening, but the, like you could just be walking to school or walking home and they'll literally kidnap you and you'll take you home. And it's actually happened a few times where international women have gone missing or been kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, but usually the locals, once they find, they find out that they aren't local, they will return them back to the place they've been kidnapped. I think the last <laughs> oh, my was bad. Like 20, like what? right? Like it was in 2016 or 2017. Um, but obviously the women who are going through this, they suffer an an insane amount of trauma, right? So one thing that the scientists have also found is that their babies tend to be a lot smaller on average than um, their other other counterparts. So they think it has to do with the amount of distress and psychological power and psychological trauma that these women have had to deal with. So that's, I mean, that's not like a super happy, pleasant, like mm. dating or wedding tradition, but it's still no, it about and it's, and it happens. And it just like, it made me think, wow, like how grateful I am to live in the country I live in and, you know, not have these like forced types of relationships. Yeah. So uh, um, also pretty, pretty much the premise of the movie 365 on Netflix. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. Noted. Oh, it's all good about. It's pretty much it has elements of that, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll have to watch that. At the same um, time, being softcore porn. But anyways, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> One of the things that I was reading a lot about, too, with this episode is just, like, how many different cultures and places um, marrying, like, your cousin or relative is, like, a thing that mm. happens, like, a lot. Um, that's literally all over the world in north america i know it's like all over the world for sure um i think like Like incest vibes yeah and then like the middle east i think it's a bit more common um Mm. i was reading that like in or in pakistan specifically there's like 60 percent of marriages are to a relative um which obviously like leads to like your children having birth defects and whatnot Mm. so uh, now in Pakistan specifically, it's like mandatory for you and your partner to do genetic testing um, before you like have children or like get married. Um, and like really like I think the reasoning for why this is like still such a tradition is like to keep your family like just close and like your family wealth, wealth yeah. all in one place and like that relationship between like the same tribe. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I just like I didn't re- like I knew it was a thing still, but like I just didn't realize like how. Yeah, just go to Florida, girl. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I don't want to go to Florida. That. <laughs> they have a lot of COVID Careful. there. <laughs> you might, you might, you might get get married to your brother and also catch COVID. <laughs> mm-hmm. no. oh. Um, what are some other like wedding traditions or like stuff like that that you guys read? I know, like, one that I found that's, like, kind of on a lighter note um, was in Germany. Um, so, the newlyweds are instantly put to the test instantly by having to work together to saw a log in half with their partner for their guests at their wedding. Oh. 
So this act is meant to show that the couple's ability to work together and symbolize, like, again, the challenges you're going to face in your life. Mm. Like, you imagine just, like, getting out of the saw and just, like, going at it, like, at the altar. Like, like how thick is this log? Like, how long do these, like, take? I'm, I'm not sure. There was photos. It was just, like, I don't know. It looked like a piece of, like wood you put on a fire but like, oh, okay. but I think you have like the, a joint double saw. saw yeah yeah, yeah, like, saw, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I'm just picturing a guy having like a tearaway suit and just like rips the sleeves off and after like they yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm ready <laughs> flat <laughs> underneath <laughs> um in India the bride sisters play a trick on the groom by stealing his shoes once he enters the wedding tent. And then the groom has to bribe the sisters to return his shoes before the end of the night. Hmm. Hmm. I see. A bunch of pranksters. One, that, one that's like super common too. And like I read this in a specific article and it was like um, that according to tradition in Korea, the groom... Um, has to give their future mother-in-law wild geese or ducks to represent their their pure intentions and loyalty. But this is also like buying animals or like of some sort, whether it's like a goat, a cow, whatever. Like a dowry like, or something like that. Yeah, it's very yeah. like, I obviously you guys know, if you listen to this podcast, I'm very obsessed with 90 Day Fiance. And there's been like <laughs> multiple Americans that go to these different countries and they're like, okay, now we got to go buy a goat or like, <laughs> a cow for my family and they're like these people that have like never left the states before and like oh like, yeah that okay. was kind of like the one in the the philippines uh the, the big ed one mm-hmm. didn't he have to like something like that yeah yeah there's a few that have had to do it it's very like i think like animals and cattle and all that yeah. is like so valuable in so many countries so it's like that's um in japanese tradition of san san kudo japan bride and groom take three sips each from three flat sake 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 yeah sake sake cups after which their parents do the same thing and this like represents like bonding the families together Mm -hmm. it's like breaking bread and stuff like that yeah Mm mm-hmm I also heard that they're like totally cool with uh, splitting the bills and stuff like that in Japan when it comes to dating and like, a, and like as the relationship progresses, they do like a lot more of that just so uh, they like to keep everything equal. So like to practice that from like the get go. Huh. Interesting. As yeah. compared to other, you know, um, culture and stuff like, uh, like in the Caribbean or like, I think like in Israel too, like if a guy's asking you out, like he's pretty much expected to take care of the bill so it's interesting Ah, huh, cool well so i actually i was curious and i wanted to learn about like some dating taboos from around the world as well Ooh, yeah so and these are from like people like our age these are very much modern there's uh, not not all of them are like super shocking or surprising but um i'm just gonna throw them at you anyway so so keep in mind these are like millennial people current day talking about taboos that mm-hmm. that in from their country so um, in China, social status is huge. Um, for like a lot of women, won't date a man unless he has like a full time job, a house, and a car. Damn, damn. And okay. it's like a thing. And it's just, and I was like, oh my god, I do not want to be a man in China. I want to be a woman, <laughs> but not a man. Like, oh my god. That's not that different <laughs> than here, but anyway. <laughs> hey, but it is okay. Um, uh, in Holland, and I actually know this because I do have quite a few friends who are uh, who are Dutch, sorry, like from the Netherlands, but mm-hmm. they um, 
but they're very direct. Like it's a taboo to withhold certain things. Like if you're on a date with somebody and you don't want to embarrass them, be like being like, oh, you have something in your teeth. It's like, no, you tell them that there's something in your teeth. Like you don't hold anything back. You're just apologetic to you. Um, and that was like something that they said also like in Germany, it was also like very similar, like uh, German people, they're just, they're very direct and they're very much themselves and they're not going to conform to something that you think that, that, that you would like. It's like, this is who I am. Um, and they kind of refuse to yeah, be like that. anything else. And I forget, I don't know if we talked about it on here before, but uh, I forget where I was, I was talking to somebody about it or maybe we were chatting on here, but um, how they were talking about dating in Germany. And it's very much like everyone's like very like open with how much money they make and their, what their expectations are. So there's like that, that sense of directness directness coming from mm-hmm. the Deutschland. Yeah, because well, um, when I look down on it as you were as you are here like in North America, like in Germany, they like everyone's kind of like open to do like their own thing. So like you can yeah. be as like creative or like weird as you want and you're not really looked at as any different than anyone else. Like it's expected. I think it probably yeah. comes from like, you know, like the wars and stuff like that and in certain regimes. And as soon as that stuff kind of ended, everyone's just like, well fuck it. I'm not listening to these rules. I'm gonna do what the hell I want. And everyone's like, yeah, cool. Exactly. Another one. So Iceland. So this one I actually love. In Iceland, it's a big no-no to ask about their previous relationships because Iceland is so small. They have such a small community. Chances are that six degrees of separation just got a whole lot smaller and you know yeah. exactly who they're talking about or you know somebody who does. Yeah. So talking well, about your number. past relationship. So yeah, so talking about your past relationships is like a no-no in Iceland. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was very interesting. Um, this one made me laugh. Italy. Uh, if you're going out for dinner with somebody and you're on a date, if you cut spaghetti, it's like the biggest thing. They're just like, absolutely not. Like, get out of here. Um, awesome. And also, they gotta, like, swirl it on the spoon. <laughs> they're like, well, yeah. They're like, like if they're like, they're, if you do not eat spaghetti, use a spoon to help. But like, no. <laughs> well, um, and, then, and they also said like, never talk shit about the other person's family or say anything about their family in a mm-hmm. negative way, especially their mother. So I'm like. Julie noted. Is that in Italy? That's in Italy. So sorry, I know that's that's your background, but I no, totally no, stole it from you. And no, no, I just uh, I like it doesn't surprise me because like obviously only like half my side of my family is Italian and like we're still like so like so many generations removed. removed. Yeah. Um, but like I feel like I've watched TV shows and like reality TV shows and stuff, and there's like the like italian boys like even on the jersey shore and they're like all so obsessed with their moms like they live at yeah. home with their moms like everything revolves around their moms like i could i could see that for sure but who so, would like yeah. talk badly about somebody's mom on a date like i don't know <laughs> you'll be surprised some people get comfortable <laughs> <laughs> or like even if like let's say your mom like let's say your mom is um like a cashier at a grocery store or something and they would talk uh-huh. like maybe they're indirectly maybe they just like talk shit about like that profession not knowing that was yeah, your mother that's like, what your mom does then yeah. it's like then it's like you're out of there yeah. um and I, i'll keep it i'll keep these short guys but another one portugal it's common to only really date one person at a time in portugal um you're not dating multiple people at once which i'm like okay i kind of like low-key love that yeah but if but it does happen obviously where people are dating multiple people at a time but you just keep it on the yeah. dl it's not like very known. And the last one I'm going to leave you with is in the Ukraine. Um, women very much expect to be taken care of. And therefore, the men always pay. Nice. 
there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I like those. Yeah, those are good. I, I mean, like the, my research was very much like not as modern, I feel like, but I mean, I don't know, maybe these, like some of these, these I have as well on my list still happen in these places. I'm sure they do. Oh, for um, sure. But like one I had as well is like in uh, Congo, uh, during like the day of your wedding there, they like have to keep their happiness in check, like, and not smile the entire day. Mm. <laughs> uh, because it's gotta, like, we got to build it up. <laughs> this means that you're like not serious about your relationship. Like you imagine just like, I don't know, like if it's just like has to be like a very boring day. So you like aren't tempted to laugh. Like, I don't uh-huh. know, but I thought that was like very interesting. To, like, yeah. How, how hard it would be like I don't know even if in your everyday life try to go without smiling like once in a day that's yeah. something like well it's it's interesting I was just, uh I was reading like in Europe as compared to like North America and stuff like that where here in North America we'll kind of like smile and laugh about like everything um we're like just super friendly in that regard where like in Europe or at least like in certain areas in Europe uh it's like you they have to have a reason they're not just going to like smile for the sake of smiling to make you feel good. Yeah. Kind of thing like that. So it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting in that regard as compared to like here in North America where, yeah, you'll just like randomly smile at a random person in there. They're yeah. just like, I don't know. Why am I smiling at you? So like, yeah. Oh, I don't know if I'd like that. <laughs> I get Too soft. Someone doesn't smile at my dog. I'm like, there you go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, and they'll just be a lot more direct too. So it's like, oh, is my dog so cute? And it's like, mm, not really. You're like, the yeah. fuck? <laughs> okay, did you Have guys you Sorry, go. You go, Carly. Sorry. And also, like, Lauren, you might be familiar with this, but I believe there's a TLC show about it. And it's called, like, Married by the Moonies or something. And it was about um, the Unification Church. I've never heard of it. In that. Korea. Uh, no. Okay. So basically there's this reverend, there's reverend and Mrs. Moon and they're a Korean couple and they basically hold these massive fucking weddings, like mm-hmm. filling stadiums with people that are just there to get married. And they, it's, yeah, it's the church of the unification. Anyway, I know the TLC did a, a special or maybe it was like a short television series um, about it, but basically, yeah, it was uh, just all these lucky couples got to get married all together and i don't know i forget what it was but i think the purpose of the unification it's like does it matter it doesn't matter um maybe what you've done previously you know it doesn't matter how you might might have sinned um in the eyes of christianity or whatever creed you associate yourself with um the church of unification will kind of like rid those away and you're starting a new kind of a vibe um Anyway, I just wasn't sure if you guys had heard of it, but I remember seeing, no, like, I remember seeing this when I was really young, like, mm-hmm. in the news, because it's been around for, like, years, and, uh, yeah, and it's, if you, it's just literally, like, a reverend in front of a stadium full of, like, new people waiting to get married all at once. All at once. <laughs> yeah. I've never heard of that before. Yeah. Check it out. New show. New show alert. Yeah, you know how much I um, love like TLC shows. So I know. I wish I, I I have to Google it. I wish I remember the name, but something about Moonies, um, because the last name of the people of the Reverend are Moon. Mm-hmm. And, you know. Because you do like a last yeah, minute like switch up before like everything's like solidified. Like when you're like in the big stadium looking around, you're like, do you want to? <laughs> yeah, finally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> really perfect, like giving the eye. Like <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. 
<laughs> that's very interesting. I'll have to watch that. Um, what, uh, what about any other traditions or things you guys found? Have, did you read about anything else that you feel like we should talk about? <laughs> Oh no, I think, Car- I think Carly Fuck. fell over. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we saw something go flying on the screen and Carly disappeared. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know how he's having his shirt came off and everything. Whoa. <laughs> the listeners are missing out. <laughs> that was just like the most pure, genuine reaction. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Guys, apologies. I don't know what's happening. My phone is so hot right now. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, so I feel like there's obviously like a million different traditions that we could talk about this all day. Um, And please send us some stories from like your cultures or things that you've heard on your travels because like I find this stuff very interesting. Uh, But we're going to move on to our segment. So this is a new segment for this episode. <laughs> we may never do it again. We probably won't. But essentially, I want us all to share something from our culture um, and something that like maybe we don't do now, but like someone in our family did or we've just heard of people doing within our culture. So who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Mm. Also, I'd just like to point out that we have uh ireland we have italy and we have iran they all start with eyes <laughs> it's like where are you going with no this? one no one cares okay that was just me so anyway um, ireland okay so this one is an old tradition so straight up nobody in my family has done any like weirdo irish traditions type type of thing but this is just like from oh my god disaster. Are you okay in there you know what, apart. you're always moving so much i'm like i don't know what has happened all of us are so still and you're like <laughs> I don't, I, you know what i don't you know what you're gonna look at my ceiling from now on okay 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 Bye. tell us your story okay. <laughs> so in ireland way way back in the day a man used to wait outside of a woman's home until her door was open when her door opened he would throw his cup inside okay if the door closed and the cup was remained inside. That was to signify to the man that the woman is interested in him. If she threw the cup out back at him, that meant get out, get out of here, buddy. Like, I don't want anything to, to do with you. So that was a way of showing that, hi, I'm interested in you and I'd like to support you by throwing a fucking cup. They're probably straight from the bar, just like throwing in their like whiskey cup. <laughs> um, so I like that. <laughs> right um okay the next one would be the night before a we- the wedding so that once again these are very very old traditions the night before the wedding um what we would usually call like a dress rehearsal or the wedding you know the dress rehearsal dinner um the bride's family and the groom's family would come together and they would have a very lovely feast but they'd always have goose and goose was seen as um not not necessarily a delicacy, but it was just very expensive at the time. And so once the goose was brought out and everyone was enjoying it, there was no turning back. Like the groom was locked and loaded. He had no choice but to marry this woman tomorrow mm. because the goose just signified that like, we just spent so much money on this goose. Like you better get fucking married. You know, it's like the equivalent Jesus. of your dad being like, yeah, it's like the equivalent yeah. of your dad being like, you better get married. I just dropped 40K on this wedding. So 
<laughs> um, so uh, another thing that they did, they and this was this is kind of interesting because it kind of leads into today's uh, tradition because the hipsters are bringing it back, and this is the tying together of the hands when they're at the altar. Um, and so it can, it can be really anything. It can be like a piece of lace. It could just anything to kind of bind your hands together. So the man and the woman, they put their hands together, they'd be bound and the knot would kind of symbol, symbolize like the togetherness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never seen now, someone do that. They do it now. So now it's becoming uh, more of a common thing. So I guess people like Irish couples trying to get in touch with their background a little bit more are taking this tradition oh. on because it is, I mean, it's funny, That's like, cute. you know, it's, yeah, it's, you know, what if you're, what if you can't just throw a cup in somebody's condo, you know, <laughs> times are changing. Not everybody has a door. So <laughs> might as well tie your hands together. I wonder like how far back that goes. <laughs> if that like is, uh, does that so like, this predate Christianity traced... or like before it's like, like pagan stuff? Yeah. So yeah. So this can actually get be traced back to Roman times mm. of the tying of the knot. So I don't know if you've heard about that, but yeah. So basically when you tied like, uh, tying of the knots was something that they did in uh, part like in the Roman, like mm-hmm. back in like old school Rome, um, old and school. where the couples the couples would have to like untie the knots together. And it was just mm-hmm. it was just to show that they could work through things together, similar to the sawing thing, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so there's that's one thing. Uh, then there was another one where uh, people like the wedding guests at the wedding reception would take their shoes off to show their feet. And it was kind of a salute to the bride and the groom to show, hey, look at we have we're naked too. Look, our feet are naked. Have fun getting naked for the first time tonight. So the shoes off was a salute to happy naked times together. Yeah, Uncle Kevin, put your uh, shoes back on. It's okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's another tradition where after the ceremony, when the groom would be leaving the church because it's Ireland, let's be real, um, he would throw coins at children. Uh, this was to ensure wealth and happiness in their marriage. So kids could just go and get pelted with coins, I guess. Um, dancing at weddings. So if you guys are familiar with Irish dancing, as you may know, I was a competitive yeah. Yeah. Irish dancer for many yeah. years. Mm-hmm. Say it for the 50th um, times, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> basically, you would people wouldn't, in our chance, you don't really move your upper body. That's just like a thing you don't do. Um, and so similar to that, back in the day, the bride wasn't to ever let her feet lift off the ground. So she would kind of do like a shuffle dance and she couldn't really like move that much because they were scared that God forbid, if the bride lifted a foot, she may fall over and everybody would see her underwear. I don't know why this is like why, <laughs> but I, I never said the Irish were the most educated. Okay. <laughs> you can say and that. Then, <laughs> um, they have so many yeah. unique traditions. There's a lot. <laughs> yeah, I got one. <laughs> really? Oh my gosh! Actually, guys. I didn't research any. I just picked one from my family's wedding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I went full. I went fucking full. Yeah, no, this went is hard interesting. It's, yeah, no, it's, it's great. Very interesting. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll leave you guys with that. But these are just some uh, quirky Irish wedding traditions um like i said there's like one that's still done to this day but that's about it so cool that's all what about you um so in iran um there's this thing called sofreya act Mm -hmm. which is like a beautiful wedding table set up 
type thing um, where there's like tablecloth and on top of it, on top of the setup table there's like a bunch of objects and elements that symbolize certain things and this is a tradition that Persian weddings like continue to have all around the world and it's something I'll probably have at my wedding too whenever that happens um, and so the I'll just like list off a couple of the things that is put on this table um, there's like a lot of stuff but I just like picked a couple things uh, so there's a mirror and the mirror represents like bringing um, light and brightness into the future of the bride and the groom. Um, there's candles, which represent energy and clarity. Um, usually there's like seasonal fruit, so like pomegranates or apples, which represent like joy, like a joyous occasion. Um, there's rock candy, pastries, and dessert. So that symbolizes um, bringing like sweetness into the life of the bride and groom. Mm -hmm. um, coins represent wealth and prosperity. Um, usually there's like a cloth, um, like a really fine fabric that is held over the, um, bride and the groom. And it's usually held by the brides, like relatives and friends. And it's, they're holding it throughout the entire ceremony. Um, how long, how long is the ceremony usually? Um, I don't know. Like I want to say 30 minutes, like not like super long, <laughs> maybe less. I don't know. I think like Couples do it differently. They might not do like the entire ceremony. Yeah, yeah. Cloth over their heads. Maybe they'll just do a portion of it. Like regardless, crazy arm strength. Just, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then last but not least, there's still like there's so many more that is put on this table. Um, but uh, the last thing I'll say is they put honey on the table. So AKA Asal, because my name means honey. Um, and this represent. This is usually consumed right at the end of the ceremony um when it's like concluding and the bride and groom exchange with their pinky they dip it in the honey and they exchange to one another to suck on the pinky <laughs> suck the that's honey. how it is okay <laughs> and this um also just it it symbolizes like bringing sweetness again um mm -hmm. to the couple so that's, i just yeah. picked that one it's so interesting like where these all like originated from yeah. <laughs> like who one day was like honey on the pinky like yeah. uh, you know like well it's like what's around you it's like your environment right so yeah yeah um so i only have one obviously there's like probably a million italian wedding traditions i know italians love their giant weddings um mm -hmm. however i picked one that um i was reading about that i know my mom and dad did at their wedding um so they call it like confetti, but it's not like that traditional like paper confetti they throw at you when you're like leaving the church or whatever. Mm -hmm. Basically, it's like um, they it's they call it confetti, but it's basically, you know, like the gift they leave at like for each guest that goes to a wedding. You know, sometimes people do yeah. all sorts of different little gifts. So in Italy, they do um, sugar coated almonds, which are actually like not good at all. Cause they're like hard candy on the outside of an almond. So like, I don't know how you're supposed to eat it, like suck on it until you get to an almond, which is like not good. Jordan uh, almonds. Uh, yeah. What? Aren't they called Jordan almonds? Something like that. Yeah. I don't know, but my parents um, have them at their wedding. Anyways. So there's these like hard sugar candy almonds. They come in all different colors. Um, and they give them to each of their guests um as like a thank you but like I find it funny that like like my mom had these at her wedding but like my dad is like a 
deathly allergic to nuts. But it's like, they're like, oh, it's an Italian tradition. We have to do it. But like my, like, I'm like, she's trying to kill me. I don't know. I'm like, like, I guess it was just like, that's what they had to do. Like, that was what you did. Like they had yeah. a pretty traditional Italian wedding. Cause like my grandfather was very much like, this is what has to happen at your wedding. But um but I just find that so ironic that like my dad like my dad doesn't even like let us have peanut butter in the house like when we were kids so like I don't like it's just funny that like they had all these wedding guests with almonds like at their yeah, surrounded yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> they're called and they're they're called um the Italian bonbonier oh yes yeah uh, okay now you know you can buy them at bulk barn if anyone's wanting to try those but oh well it's not that special then we'll fuck wouldn't it, recommend <laughs> unless you want to lose a tooth yeah don't bite into it <laughs> oh ashley graham well, yeah okay guys well that's it um we're at the end of another episode so, we are indeed <laughs> wow i'm proud of this for keeping it short yeah we're really trying <laughs> Now that we don't record two episodes in a night on a on a like work night like we did in person, we just ramble for days. So I hope there you guys you uh, like like listening to us for a lot longer. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, All right, guys. I guess we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Hey guys, don't forget to follow us on social media at Somebody Date Us, and make sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you don't miss an episode.